Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. It's a show where conversations save lives. And this is episode 105. And it's continuing on in our Faith Fundamentals series. And so we're glad that you've joined us here tonight on the show. I got my great co-host, trusted co-host, the guy that loves pretty much anybody unless you bring him peeps, Dave Wager. How you doing, man? Good, man. And you know what? I, I was walking through a store and I saw Halloween peeps. Still? Like, it's middle of November. Well, they're on sale because they nobody buys them. So now they're on sale <laughs> for clearance. the next. Yeah, they're on sale for the next ten years. I should get you a lifetime supply of them. Oh man! Oh no! All I'd have to do is buy one packet. Yeah, I know that would be a lifetime supply, all right? Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, let the, you had to start with the peep thing. Go ahead. Let, well, what are we, we talking about? Let people know. Jason's back with us in in studio as well tonight. It's been a, a little bit of time, but glad that you're back, Jason. Oh, it's always great to be back. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And I'm sure I, I see Dave, Dave across from me, and it looks like he, a couple of weeks ago, you know, a tragic thing happened. The, the Packers just got hammered. Actually, it wasn't tragic. It was glorious. And he's still recovering from that. Yes, I am. However, the truth of the matter is that night I beat him in fantasy football. I creamed him, so everything's cool. And, <laughs> and, and, and the Packers actually helped me. So even though the Packers lost, I, I personally had a victory because of the Packers, hey. because I had their defense. And their defense squeezed out one point, and that's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happens in your fantasy. Yeah, that's right. It is fantasy. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, brother. Minus that. I mean, you did have some other things going on. We may talk about that later in the show. But tonight, I want to introduce also our special guest in studio with us. I got a good friend of mine here, uh, April Strom Johnson. She does a lot of different things. I'm going to let you introduce yourself here. April, welcome to Hope Knit Radio. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome. So tell people a little bit about yourself. What do you do? I mean, that's a loaded question, but who are you? Well, first off, I want to make it very clear that I, too, dislike peeps. All right. Oh, you're welcome. You're in, then. You're in. Just so we're clear. I just want to be on the same page. You're in. You should have her Um, every week, man. We're ready. And I dislike the Bears. Oh, you are really in. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure that I was part of the group. Run for a a political office and have those as part of your campaigns. (laughs) I have considered You'll win. (laughs) Thanks. But really, it's it is it is wonderful to be here, and I appreciate you having me here, Jeff. It's uh, really fantastic, and you know what? I do do a lot of things, and I and I like it that way. I'm I'm a very busy person that way, but I spend a lot of time leading worship. Uh, I do a lot of music. Um, I love to sing. It's um, probably the the best thing I can think of doing every day. But I also get the unique opportunity to teach children how to sing as well, and teach speaking and um, a lot of private voice and. Um, just a lot of little bit of everything, and uh, one of the things I'm really I'm really excited about is being able to network 
with people. And that was kind of, uh, the, the thing with Jeff and I that we had the opportunity to meet each other and, and we both kind of have that in common. We, we both really like to network and get people together. And I think when you get people together and they come from all different places and all different backgrounds and different experiences, uh, great things happen. And, uh, and so I'm excited about that. What is private voice? Is that where you're in a closet? Well, it does feel like it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, private voice. Yeah. What, what is that? Is there a public voice class? There is. No kidding. You need to educate me. I have no idea what you're but talking about. Those are usually for politicians, and, and we usually stay away from those those ones. But um, it's when you take a student individually, somebody who wants to um, really master the craft of singing and the, the technique of singing, and, um, and you take them and you work with them privately. So I, I have lots of students that I work with, about 30 minutes a lesson, and we work on a lot of technique, and we also get an opportunity to work on expressions, and how do you express yourself, how do you really find your own voice, and um, and those are things that you can use. Really? I need I need your help. I well, say, I'd be happy you need to. need a private lesson. I need I'd be your happy help. To. I don't sing. I don't sing a lick, but I, I need your help. Just I've heard you sing before. You have? Yes. He's heard me sing. Really, where have you heard me sing? Well, America's on. most talented? <laughs> the, well, the guy that they look at and go, whose mother didn't tell you you have no voice? I, mean, I, I should have prefaced it. I mean, on this on the show, we talk about words and their meanings a whole yes. lot. And so I, I guess it's a loose translation yes, it is a loose. Of, of the term singing. Right. Well, I, I, I'm just wondering, you know, I'm wondering too, if you had a bomb, I think I saw your car the other day because I was behind this car and it said, caution driver may be singing. So was that you? <laughs> How did you know that I have a bumper on my car like that? Yeah, I never met you before, but I think that's it. Usually uh, my hands are off the wheels when I'm singing. I try hard not not to sing all the time in my car. And you're texting at the same time, too, I bet. I, I generally don't text, but I do praise. All right. And so sometimes I, one hand does leave the wheel. Keep your hands on the wheel, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not raise the hands while you're driving. April, it's good to have you on the show. And yes, we've gone back a few years. April's got a phenomenal story. Uh, we may touch on that. But really tonight our conversation is going to be revolving around love and how people know that we're Christians. We've been on this Faith Fundamentals series and just talking about some basics that we have to understand as Christ followers. We've decided now to follow Christ and we're living for Him. What does that look like? What does it look like to the world? A lot of times if you were to ask a complete stranger, someone who is not a Christian, someone who's not a Christ follower, what is a Christian? What do they look like? How do you identify somebody who's a Christian? A lot of times they'll come back to, well, they're people who listen to certain music, or they're people who maybe vote for certain politicians, or they're people who hate certain groups of people, and it's just, you get all these different, maybe defining factors of what Christians really look like to the outside world. And I would say that in a lot of ways, compared to what we should be looked at or, or, or looked like from a biblical perspective, we're seen completely different and almost the opposite of how we should be seen. There's a really neat passage in John uh, chapter 13 that we're going to talk about tonight that people will know that we are followers of Christ if we really love one another. So we want to talk about that, Dave. I know you always love to define terms and, yeah, and talk about this. How do you explain this form of love? You know what? I, I'm, I'm foaming at the mouth here trying to get some perspective here. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you, Jason, April, question. Is the Bible a history book? Yes. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. It, it, it contains. It has history in it. No, it, it has history books. in it. Okay. It's his story. It, it's, a tr- it's a trick question. It is a trick question. It, it is a history book, but it's not. Is it a science book? Yes and no. Exactly. <laughs> trick question. <laughs> trick question. Dave's tricking us. 
You know, here's what we have to understand. It's kind of like what you were talking about, Jeff. Here's how here's how it fits in. When, when somebody looks at a Christian and they and they see that they're certain they have this about them or that about them, that may be true. Just like looking at the Bible, and and you realize in the Bible there's there's history in the Bible, mm-hmm. but the Bible's not really about history. Mm-hmm. That's not really what it's about. But but there is history in the Bible, mm-hmm. and, and the Bible isn't really a science book. But there's science in the Bible, and the Bible isn't a geography book. But there's geography in the Bible. So, so when you look at it, it's like when people will take one aspect of something, they get all skewed out of, out of, perspo- out of perspective. And, and I think that's what happens a lot of times when we look at Christianity. When someone looks at it, they go, well, Christians are, are, are about this. They're like, they're, they're anti-abortion or something. Well, that may be, but that's not what we're about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, and, and I think at the beginning of the discussion, I would just like to set the stage so that we understand as we talk about something, we have to work a little bit at trying to understand what the term means rather than, than just throw it out there and think we know what it means. Mm. I, I have had more people talk to me and say, well, historically in the Bible, I, and I stop them and say, you know, the Bible has history in it, but it doesn't have this purpose of going through and making sure that history is being explained. And, mm. and so you have to understand that that's not the purpose of it. And so you can't go to the Bible and start picking it apart historically. And I don't think you can anyway, but... But that's not the point of the Bible. I, I hope that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I think as we talk about love, I think we need to get in there and, and use that frame of reference. Because I think we're going to talk about a lot of different things that it would be. Yeah. But there's something that it is mm-hmm. overall. And, and that's what the Bible is as well. And if I just made that confusing to everybody, help me out, you guys. Join us on the tweet yeah. back if you're listening and you want to interact with us on the show. We are live on Twitter. All you got to do is use the hashtag HNRTB. Join us for the HopeNet Radio tweet back tonight. Be part of this conversation, and it will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Hi, this is Dave Wager, a voice you normally hear on HopeNet Radio. And when I'm not doing radio, one of my favorite things to do is teach at the Nicolay Bible Institute. I invite you to check out this one-year Bible and service program at nicolaybibleinstitute.org. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Connect with us on the tweet back right now. We're hanging out on Twitter with you. Some great conversation there. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Or if you want to be more anonymous, you can email us anytime at hope at hopenet360.com. We love reading your emails. We love connecting with you. And tonight's topic is really one of those where... I think it's important to talk about what does being a Christian now look like? A lot of people, when they come to know Christ, when they decide to go all in and live for Christ, become a Christian, a Christ follower, we think, well, maybe it just means I just need to become a good person. I just, whatever I do has to be about me becoming a good person. What does that look like? And a lot of times when we look at our culture and I even see other Christians, sometimes I think, are they really a Christian? I mean, are they really a Christian? Are they really doing this right now? And I'm going to be the first one to say I'm not perfect at being a Christ follower. I'm not perfect at being like Christ because I am flawed. I, I fail all the time. But the reality is there are some things that I think we can do rather well if our eyes are focused in the right ways. And so our topic tonight is about loving one another. And I think this is so important. John 13, I'll show you this passage. John 13, verse 34 and 35. And this is Jesus talking. He says, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. 
Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And I think that's such a fascinating verse, one that oftentimes is forgotten, because I think we don't always understand how how to actually love one another, what that really means. Why is this called a new commandment? What was the background here? What do you think, Jason? Why, why would he call it a new commandment? Um, I'm not entirely sure, but, you know, he's gearing up to about to sacrifice his own life mm-hmm. and, and, and do it in a very agape fashion, you know, unconditional fashion. And so he's setting up the example of, all right, here's how I want you to love. And so love like I have loved. Yeah. Now, now this is a weirdness. I mean, he's going to give up his life. Yeah. And, and he could wipe the people out that are doing it. Yeah. And he says, this is a new command I want you to love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So while we're looking at Jesus, we, we're trying to understand the word love. You can't just take something out of the Bible and make up your own definition. Mm-hmm. So, so you need to look at how it's defined. Yeah. So looking at Jesus' life, he was one who's defined by love. Mm-hmm. All right. Let, mm-hmm. Back the bus up a second. Go all the way to John chapter 1, where, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word What is that Word? What is the Word it talks about? Jesus. Okay. It, it, and the word, the actual word is logos, mm-hmm. yeah. which actually means concept. Right. So, so what, what's being said at the beginning of the book of John, and this is later in the book of John, is in, in the beginning there was this concept of God, right? Concept of God. It, it'd be like, um, uh, April, um, mm-hmm. what do you know nothing about? <laughs> oh, uh, pharmaceuticals. Okay. So, so if, you know, if I were to come to you and start talking to you about pharmaceuticals, I could use certain words, mm-hmm. and and you would begin to understand the concept. I could talk to you about how this one drug might affect your body. Mm-hmm. You could understand the concept. But when I gave you the pill and you took it, you would experience the concept. Mm-hmm. And, and you would have a different appreciation for it. So, So one of them is conceptual. One of them is reality. And that's exactly what happens in the Bible. That's what we learn. In John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, the concept of God. The concept. People could understand. But then, a little later in the chapter, it says, the concept became flesh and dwelt among us so we could behold the glory of God, so we could see God. Mm-hmm. So, so the concept became reality. All right, now, go over here to John 13. The, the idea of love. When we're talking about love, what does that mean to people? I mean, it's like all over the place what love means. So in a way, it's a concept. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is trying to look at Jesus' life now and rein it in and say, what does it mean? What does it look like? What did he live like? Because we were told Mm -hmm. earlier in the chapter, it's Jesus who gives us the reality of all the concepts. He's the one. So that's that's why I throw it out there and say, let's look at what Jesus was going through, as as Jeff was talking about, to define love. So, So what is Jesus doing and going to do here that helps us understand the concept of love? Yeah, I think that's a fascinating question, talking about why it's a new commandment. I think maybe they were looking at, again, the law. I mean, we had the Ten Commandments, so this was something the Jewish people knew quite regularly. This was something that you could not escape as a Jewish person, knowing the Torah, knowing the law, and not just the moral law, but every other law, you know, Levitical law and everything else. I mean, there were certain criteria that they had to abide by certain laws they had to abide by. But definitely the moral law was one of the most, I think one of the most in your face ones, you know, the one you can't have any other gods before God, uh, honor the Sabbath day, honor your father and mother, don't lie, cheat, steal. These, these are all commandments that everybody knew. But now Jesus is making a distinction. He wants it to be fresh in their minds. He wants it to be 
something that they really focus on now yep. as Jesus is talking about his departure. He's leaving this world. And so I think he just really wants it to be important to them and to take it with them after Jesus leaves. Well, even back the bus up further on that one, J- Jason or yep. April or whoever wants to answer this. Jesus, when he was asked about what Christianity was about, what did he say? Loving God and loving others. That's mm-hmm. it. Then he was quiet. Yep. A new commandment I give to you. Let's take the other ten. Does, do the other ten, is it summarized in that statement? I think so. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Let's yeah. leave it simple. Yep. And, and so what Jesus did was take all ten commandments, and he rolled them into a statement, mm-hmm. a single statement. Now, it sounds like a dual statement, uh, but it was really a single statement he made. So, so let's hit that one around a little bit, because it's a, it's a cause and effect kind of thing where Jesus is saying, all right, there, a new commandment. And this one supersedes in the New Testament. The New Testament begins to be a new superseding structure in a way. We no longer sacrifice animals. Jesus was the final sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He takes the idea of the Ten Commandments. And he doesn't negate them. But he gives you one that does them all. And, and that's, I think, what we have to focus on. How does this... Look at the Ten Commandments sometime. How does one commandment like this summarize them all? That's the question. Yeah, well, love love is a big word. Even in our own culture, mm-hmm. when someone says, I love you, there's something to that. That's a, that's a big four-letter no word. I have idea what that means. You, don't, you probably don't hear that too often, Dave. Drop, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Dropping the L word. Yeah, dropping the L word. You're going on a Yeah, I have no idea what that means. It, it, what is love? And it means so many different things to so many different people yeah it does well yeah or a pastor at the end of a service says now go out and love people and he says amen and they go out and i go what are you talking about what what do you want me to do well that's what we're going to talk about tonight what do we do with that some people look at loving other people as a christian as i wear this t-shirt that says i'm a christian or i have a wwjd bracelet which i don't even know if they make those anymore or they have fish magnets on your car bumper stickers or political parties that think should win certain elections so we're we're just known for some weird things as christians not necessarily loving each other and this is interesting i mean jesus he has these 12 guys and he says to them look you guys love each other and i think wouldn't you if you're one of the 12 people look around and say well isn't that kind of obvious like i like these guys i mean they're all right i mean we're different but we've hung out for a while now so i I, we're cool hey can poor people love yeah Absolutely. Can really, really, really poor people love? Well, sure. Yeah. 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 So money has money has nothing to do with love. Nothing. No, not really. Absolutely cool. Nothing. Just I just want to clear the, the slate here. Yep. Can rich people love? Yes. yes. Can sick people love? Yes. yes. Uh, can people who are mentally challenged love? Yep. Yes. All right. So I, you know what's cool? This is across the board, same for everybody kind of stuff. Anybody they, can love. Anybody can mm-hmm. do this. Anybody that's listening to us today, there's like no excuse. It, there's no reason you cannot live by this commandment. There's yeah. no reason. So if, you, if you're thinking of one, drop it. Right. If today you've been feeling unloved, you can go and chat with the live coach at our website, HopeNet360.com. They're there around the clock. They would love to chat with you and encourage you, help you to find out more what it means that God actually loves you. So chat with the live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. 
Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW with you tonight. We got Jason. We got April, special guest with us tonight in this show. And you can check out tonight's show notes, get all the latest info on the stuff we're talking about tonight, especially when we talk about love. This is such a loaded four-letter word, and it's one of those things that as a Christ follower, if you're new to the faith, if you just decided, hey, I need to follow Christ, I need to make a change in my life, I've been a, a you know maybe a bad person for so long, I've done, I've done so many bad things in my life, and now I really need to just change my life around, i got to do a whole 180 and go back and, and start to live my life with purpose, knowing that I am a part of God's family. Part of learning how to be in God's family is exactly what Jesus talked about, in the Gospels. And in John 13, we've been kind of focusing on this verse and this passage, what it really means to love each other. I think this is such a, a complicated phrase. When you tell someone that we need to love one another, I mean that... Yeah, but he defines it. Right. He, he does, does, yeah, define, he does it. define it. He does define it. And I think we all recognize when we are loved in a situation where we're loved. We also recognize when we are not loved. And I think a lot of times we end up feeling not loved more than we feel loved in our life because, let's face it, sin does some really weird things in our life, and it causes unlove, mistrust, abuses of love, all these different things. Let's talk about that tonight here on the show, guys. Hey, you know what? Could you just take this phrase, because we're trying to define it, and what we already talked about a new commandment I give you that you love one another, and then he defines it just as I loved you. What does that mean? How did he love us? With everything he had. I mean, he it's didn't life, hold back. Grace, mercy. Yeah, but what happened? He put his... Our needs before his own needs. He did. Think about it for a second. What did he give up? <laughs> Everything. Glory, position, status. He didn't really give up being God, but he really gave up certain mm -hmm. parts. Yeah, hey, Certain aspects he put on the side. I mean, yeah. Does he actually need any of us to be God? No. No. No, No. he wants us. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. If you were to look at our culture, and we've talked about this before, Jeff, on our program, the difference between being needed and wanted. Mm -hmm. And you look at it, one of the fundamentals of, of love is that you want to be with people, not yeah. that you need people. Mm -hmm. When you start treating people like you need them, you'll use them. When you treat people like you want them, you help them. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different story. And, and when you look at God, of all of anything we could discuss, God does not need anybody or anything. He does not need me. Need is not the right word. And when, we're, when I work towards trying to get God to need me, or people need me, or the ministry need me, or my wife need me, or my children need me, I am a sicko. I mean, mm -hmm. when I do that, it doesn't work. But when I understand this, when, when I live in a way where where I know that God wants me, and where Jason wants me, and where family wants me, that's a whole lot different. One day, I'm going to be an old man sitting somewhere drooling all over myself. You know what I mean? One day. Mm -hmm. and, and you know what's going to be important? I'm going to know then for sure that I'm not needed. Mm -hmm. I'm going to know for sure that I am not needed to do anything. It will be really nice to know that I'm wanted. Mm. And, and, and my wife has taught me this. This is the lesson of marriage for me. She she has no appreciation for being needed. She has a tremendous appreciation for being wanted mm -hmm. mm. and included. So so I would like, as, as we try and define this thing, can we bat that around a little bit here? The idea that God gave up what he did, didn't need to, doesn't need us, but he continued to do what was best in our interest. Do we grasp that? Because that's what we're asked to do. Yeah. I mean, think of your life. I, like if I'm a boss and, and I work at uh, Walmart, do my employees know that I want them? That, to me, is, is demonstrating what Jesus is talking about here. That's a new commandment. That's a new idea. Yeah. 
And that's an interesting way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. April, I go back to our conversation that we just had a little bit ago, and we had a conversation a couple nights ago, and we were just talking about how life for us as a Christian, sometimes we feel like we can do a lot of things, and you and I are both mm-hmm. networking kinds of people. And one of the things that you and I kind of talked about is how easy it is to want to just take on every part of the responsibility and do it myself until I realized that I can't do it all. Right. It, it happened to be one of those times when I was watching everybody else and, and, um, and not really focused so much on what God was trying to show me. And I was watching these people who can play every instrument, they can sing, they songwrite, they do all these things, they do it all themselves. And I was having a conversation with God and, and I said, Lord, I don't understand. I sing. Why can't I play? And I, can, I can't play guitar and I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do that. If I could do that, then I, I, wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have to try to find a drummer and I wouldn't have to try to find a piano player and I wouldn't have to try to find a guitar player and I wouldn't have to try. And the list went on and on and on. And in my spirit, you know, the Lord just really touched my heart and said, because first, this is what I asked you to do. I asked you to sing. This is the way that I've gifted you. And this is the, this is the talent that I've given you. But also, he doesn't want us to just be able to do it all ourselves. There is something that happens when initially you might need something. I'm, I needed Jeff as a drummer. <laughs> initially, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for a drummer. And I found Jeff. You're desperate. Exactly. <laughs> e- exactly, right? Yes. In a desperate cry, I needed Jeff. And, and then I found Jeff. But then I didn't need a drummer anymore. I wanted Jeff. It beca- there's a difference. Yep. There is a difference. Well, and, and you know, when you use need and want, here's here's the difference. Is, and, and again, I see it in, in my relationship with God. I actually need God. Mm-hmm. It, it turns to where I want to be with him as well, but I'll always need him. Yes. I can't breathe without him. I can't survive without nope. him. So the problem really is, is when I start messing the characteristics up. In other words, I put God in the same vein that I'm in. So now I, I think God needs me. No, that's not true. No. God doesn't need me. He wants me, and there's yeah. a different relationship because of that. Yep. I need him, and and what I have to work at all my life is wanting him. It's like a child in a family. I have two daughters. They're now 32 and 30 years old, and uh, love them to death. I mean, they're, they, they, I, I'll tell you what. There was a time when they were babies changing their diaper. They needed me. Mm-hmm. There was a time where they needed me around. They don't need me anymore. What has to happen in maturity, what happens in a loving relationship is you move from the need to the want. Right. You have to do that. And we have to do that with God. Um, it, it's not that we will ever not need God, but, but it's far more special to want to be with God. And when that happens, that's when the, the, the relationship begins to mature. Well, and I think even taking that over into everyday life, too, as we treat other people, I think there's a huge difference between need love and want love. You can tell when somebody's genuinely wanting to express their love right. towards people versus need or out of a sense of duty because they have to, you know, and there's a huge difference. Well, even in marriage, if you look at it, there there are people that actually get married because they want to meet their needs. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Bad marriage coming up. Rough road. Now they learn down the road that that's not what it's about, Mm -hmm. but some don't, some don't, some always think that marriage is about meeting my needs and they will say, I'm out of this marriage because it wasn't meeting my needs. It was never about your needs. That's why husbands are to do what with their wives? They're to love their wives like Christ loved the church. Look at this commandment, 13, just as I have loved you. See, it's the, it's the example. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. to love my wife like Christ loved the church. There's an example of how to do it, yeah. which means I need to want my wife 
not need my wife. Hugely different. Yeah. I need to want my friends, not mm-hmm. need them. Mm-hmm. People are not well. You watch. One of the root causes of, of great mental angst, if that's the right word, is, is that people live needing people, needing relationships, needing. They have missed out on the beauty of want. Right. Mm-hmm. And I Correct. think that, that even goes back to what we talk about, about loving God and loving others. The difference between need and want there in the love is that the need more focuses on yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really not expressing love because exactly. you're just trying to use them to, to, to meet the needs of your own, of your own heart as opposed right. to just when you're wanting to love them, it's really regardless of what your own prerogative is, it's, it's wanting to make them succeed, you know, yeah. and, and to be successful. When it's about you, it's wrong. Right. When it's about others and when it's about God, it's right. Yeah. And, and, and it'll be proven 100% of the time. In the second half of HopeNet Radio, I want to talk about what it means to not only to love each other, but also to receive love from each other. A lot of times we end up in our life, we go through things that don't make sense. We feel unloved in a very deep way. And that can almost damage any possible way of love ever coming back into my life and receiving that love in my life. So check it out. That's coming up on the second half of HopeNet Radio. Also tonight, you can go to our website, hopenet 360 com. Check out the show notes there. We've got some very interesting links, some discussion points we've talked about, some tweets, some of your tweets, some of our tweets. We would love for you to be a part of that conversation as well. Hopenet360.com is where it's at. This conversation will continue here on Hopenet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. Hopenet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at Hopenet360.com. Hi, this is Dave Wager, a voice you normally hear on HopeNet Radio, and I'd love to invite you, our listening guest, to a special weekend at the Wolf River Refuge, sponsored by Silver Birch Ranch, a time where we get together and learn how to really study the Bible. We call it Digging Deeper. It'll be held February 19th to 21st. You can find more information at wolfriverrefuge.org. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at hopenet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Glad that you've joined us here for the show. And if you've missed any part of this conversation, you can always go back and subscribe to the HopeNet Radio podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Just go to hopenet360.com slash podcast and be a part of our online community with us. We are hanging out on Twitter, so if you want to join this conversation, you can connect with us. Use the hashtag HNR. TV. It's the HopeNet Radio Tweetback. Our email is also hope at hopenet360.com. We'd love for you to be a part of this conversation, kind of a loaded conversation, talking about love, this big four-letter word, probably the biggest four-letter word in the Bible, and what this really means. Jesus said to his disciples just before he was about to be crucified and to die on that cross, he, he told his disciples, here's a new commandment for you guys, love one another. And I thought it was interesting because I would think if I'm hanging out with 12 guys for three years, I probably do love them to some degree. You know, I'd probably go to bat for them in some way. If they were having trouble, I'd probably reach out and try to find a way to help them. And so I thought it was interesting. But I think Jesus was trying to make a bigger point here. I think he was looking at Christians, people who would become followers of him later on. A lot of times today, I mean, let's be honest. Today there are Christians, people that we know who follow Christ. We don't really like them a whole lot. Can you love somebody you don't like? Absolutely, yes. I could, yeah. All right, we're, we're messing with the definition here. When you were young, very young, and you dated somebody and you used the L word, did you ever do that, Jason? Did you ever drop the L word on somebody? I did. All right, I did drop the L word. What does it mean? What did it mean when you said that? Um, I'm 
trying to think back. Yeah, to that, that's, that's real clear. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm talking about. This is what I'm saying. You, you look at somebody, you go, the old uh, Partridge family. I think I love you. You know, it's like what. What is the meaning of this? Jeff, April, did you guys ever drop the L word? I want to know what it meant I, when you dropped it. I did. And you know what it, what it would probably mean for me would be I would buy your hot lunch at school or I would, <laughs> if some, you know, if some guy was stepping to you, I would step in and, and protect, you know, I would stand up for you. Well, we're getting a clear definition here. This is great. I will now buy you one slushie with two straws. <laughs> with a peep, man. I'll throw a peep in. Oh, come on. You guys make it sound so wimpy, but... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I never knew you were that shallow. But wow. that's okay, Jeff. We love you. Uh, that's and funny. whatever that means. Practical, though. I mean, uh, if I love you, it's, it means that I have a, a, a deep affection for you. Let, that's the reality of it. But it, uh, it would mean that I would buy you a slushie at the mall. I mean, I would but do is that, that. Is that statement about you or about them? I mean, you're saying I love you and you, you need this thing back so that you feel gooey, ooey or something? Or is that, is that you know, April, did you ever drop the L word or My, get it dropped you know on what you? I, I, I never got it dropped on me. I think they were pretty much afraid of me. But I did drop it one time uh, with a boy. I, I think I was in middle school. And what it meant to me was I, w- I wouldn't beat you up. <laughs> I mean, that was that was pretty much the deal. You know, that would be an interesting book by itself to go to a bunch of uh, junior high and high school kids and just ask, you know, when you drop the L word, what do you mean? You know, I mean, what, what are you talking about here? And of course, in our culture, there are all kind of bad connotations with that as well. But it's just interesting how messed up the concept is. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Satan, what I'm thinking is I got to try and make this word love like unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. I have to make it mm-hmm. so that people will use it, but it's lost its power. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I think this program is important because mm-hmm. that's what we're doing right now. We're trying to sort this out, and why I keep asking the questions is I'm I'm still thinking that even us on this program we have to have another program on it because I'm I'm still trying to figure out how can we make this concept crystal clear about what love really is because it's not a difficult concept, but we've made it difficult. Right, and the enemy takes great amounts of time to not only confuse us, but to abuse the concept of love. Oh, absolutely. You know, without a doubt. And so then it becomes a very fearful thing. It's something that that, um, even as Christians, we're afraid not only to give it, but to receive it because we've been the victims of love, quote, unquote. And and love was never meant to have victims. (laughs) Right. How how many young girls do you think uh, ended up in bed with some guy because they thought they were loved by that guy? Oh, the number is enormous. And, and yet not even knowing what the word means. Yeah. Right. So it's just the L word by itself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. We're dangerous people. Yeah. It'd be like if, if we changed the word to peep or something and said, I peep you. You know, it's like, it, and all of a sudden this magical thing happens or you get your way or you get to abuse somebody if you use the word. It's amazing what has happened to the concept. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, you know, going off of that, people don't even know the meaning, and yet they use it for their own selfish ambitions. Right. And that's and that's a it's crazy the opposite of it's the like opposite that. of love, though. Right. When you use right. it for right. look how clever Satan has been. Mm-hmm. Yep. He actually took the word, and and I use it for my pleasure, mm-hmm. and I use the word love. Yeah. That that doesn't have anything close to what Jesus did with it. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting way of looking at it. I mean, when we think of that word, it's a loaded word, love. And there's so many ways of 
unlove out there. And I even look at my own life, the way that I'm wired, I'm wired to encourage people. And one of the questions that I have to ask, if I truly love each other, if, I, if I'm doing what Jesus had commanded, he said to love each other just as I have shown you, as I've been an example to you. And, and so if I'm an encourager, if I'm someone who is going to go out of my way to do that, am I actually encouraging other people and in a way that's not exclusive where I'm limiting the people that I'm willing to include on that encouragement. Who am I also willing to lie to? Are there people that I would have no problem lying to their face about something? To me, that says I have a limitation of my love, that I'm not really willing to love certain people. And that's not what Jesus taught at all. Uh, This word, though, it still means that not only do I have the ability to love and to care for someone, uh, I know, April, you've got some stories of how you've shown love to people in ways that uh, go beyond their own capacity to even love themselves and take care of themselves. But I look at my own life, am I willing to put my resources into someone's life? Because that, to me, I want to show them that I love them. And you guys laugh at my slushy story, but if <laughs> if someone wants a slushy, I have no problem sharing my resources to get them a slushy. And sometimes it's not so much the resources that come with the slushy; it's the you that comes that comes with the slushy. And mm. yeah, I, I yeah. bet you you didn't you you wanted something out of that slushy. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I know I know Jeff pretty well. He might have just wanted to get her a okay. slushie. All right. I'm just have. thinking. You give some, some girl in junior high a slushie, you're looking for something. But, I mean, you want them to at least wink at you or something. But, I mean. But, you know, it is it is pretty amazing when you think about it because it, it goes back to what, what do I want out of it? And I think when, as soon as that question comes up, is there something, you know, I'll get this. I think we've already distorted the word love. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Because. What Jesus was talking about, Jesus got Jesus got nothing out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. And and his was just about it. That to me was love. And so a lot of times, even for myself, when I'm looking at a situation or, or I'm 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 wanting to help somebody or encourage somebody or even with um with our homeless kids that we worked with and things like that, I had to always ask myself, is am I looking for something in it? Yeah, and I think. I think at the foundation, whenever you say I and love, you know, I mean, not when I say I love you, but, you know, if you're looking for yourself in love, when in regards to the other person, I think foundation, like what you're getting at is, is totally the wrong perspective. That's exactly it. That because you can't have the two of them together. That to me is not the definition of love. If somebody came and said, I love you. And and the other person said, that's good. Thank you. (laughs) That's not the response they're waiting for normally. Right. You know, they're waiting for it. But but all the way through the Bible, love is actually a verb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's something you actually do. Mm. You do. Yeah. And, and if you do things out of a, a legalistic, whatever tendency, you're going to be wrong all the time. You do things that overflows from your heart for the right reason. When When you actually look at somebody and think, what can I do honestly to make your life the best it can be? And and you may gain nothing from it, mm-hmm. and that's the love of Jesus right there. Yeah. And that's what, if you want to be known by something, how about being known for wanting people to be the best they can be and not gaining from it yourself? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we are going to take a break here on the show. Make sure to connect with us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB if you're hanging out with us on Twitter. And, uh, of course, check out tonight's show notes at HopeNet360.com. While you're there, if you need to, you can chat with a live coach anytime about any of these things. Maybe you felt unloved, and I'm sure every one of us can experience that in some way. If you've got some hurts tonight and you're just needing someone to talk to, go to HopeNet360.com. Chat with a live coach right now, and this conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. 
If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, April, and Jason with you guys on the show tonight. Connect with us on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Be a part of our online community. Share this show with your friends because I can guarantee you I need as much help knowing that I need to love other people, love each other, just as Christ loved me and loved. he's shown us how to love. I need that help. Every one of us here on the show needs that help. Your friends need that help. I know you need that help. I'm not saying that in a prideful way. I think all of us have an issue with loving people. and So we're talking about this tonight on the show, and we're glad that you've joined us for this conversation. Guys, I think, you know, again, going back to the need that we have to understand how to love one another if you've just become a christian in your life sometimes it's difficult to adjust i guess if you want to say it that way sometimes uh depending on your story you may have done some really terrible things in your life you've been down some roads that seem like they're impossible to overcome things are just not going well for you and where do you start really And I think Jesus really gave us some words here. If we've become followers of Christ, he said to his disciples, the people that followed him for years, he said, okay, here's a new commandment for you guys. Love each other. Just love each other. Let's start there and let's see what happens. Guys, what does that mean as we're talking about some practical things tonight, loving people? I mean, is it the same thing as, you know, sharing something with them, sharing, we talked about sharing resources, um, just going out, maybe buying a slushy for them. What other ways can you think of that expresses love to other people? I think it was Jason who mentioned earlier about putting somebody else before yourself. I think if we can walk with having that at the forefront of what we do each day, you know, when I get up in the morning, I'm, I'm grateful I got up and literally I'm grateful. I'm still moving and, and getting to go to work and, and doing these things, but not because ultimately I get a paycheck or because that's what I might be required to do, but Hmm. that it's a gift. Life is a gift. And every person that comes into our life is a gift. And when we can begin to see them that way, I think it, it makes it easier to naturally look for ways that we can put them before ourselves. And not just when they're nice and they do everything that you want them to, and if it's our kids or whatever it might be, but particularly when they're not lovable yeah, as well. Yes. When we can start to see everything that is around us is really, is really such a blessing and such a gift that how can we, how can we, really encourage that how can we how can we be thankful in our actions to God for having those people in our lives you know i work with kids every day um they say they say the craziest things they have the the most incredible mood swings i've ever seen in my life yeah. um they love me they hate me you know all those kinds of things but they are truly a gift from god and not because of their performance, not because they were all good girls and good boys, but because they are all creation from God hmm. is what get, makes them a gift. And so for me, I, I really try to just stay focused on people God has put in front of me for a very specific reason. Um, and they are a gift to me and I want to, and I want to appreciate them. 
I'm not. It's, I, it doesn't work that way every time, sure. and uh, and I and I mess it up certainly. Yeah. Um, particularly as a parent. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> yep. But but it does help me to to try to stay focused on what does it really mean to love somebody. That's so true. And when you go back to that lovable versus being unlovable and who you would rather show love to, oftentimes in our flesh we feel like. I can't really show love to people who are unlovable. Sorry, uh, change your behavior. Yeah, but you know? we're commanded then, to. Yeah, and it's like one of those things we talked about how if love is not self-seeking, then we can't really be picking and choosing who we show love to. I mean, it's easy to show love to people who are like us, who show the same interests as we do, who share things in common. And then there are people that we maybe work with or we relate to at our school or wherever we're at in our community. We think, well, we're just different. We don't we don't really match up at all. I mean, we our personalities conflict. Sorry, maybe somebody else is out there that will show you love, that will mm-hmm. care for you. And I think it's as a Christian, man, that's so shallow. It's so insincere as well. I think love has to be sincere. Yeah, I think you know, I, I'm reminded of a show we did earlier. Um, I think it was either this year or maybe the end of last year, but where we talked about loving one another and how it's really about being genuine and really seeking out to to better somebody else's needs or even make them successful and doing so without any expectation of return. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing when it comes to love is, is a lot of times when we, when we try to love, we try to do things, but at the, at the core, sometimes it's like, all right, I'm doing this so that hopefully they reciprocate in some sense, but that's not love. No. You know, mm-hmm. love is, is trying to look out for other people's needs, whatever it is, whether it's fisc- physical, emotional, you know, practical, whatever it is, and, and trying to help them succeed in life um, and, and fall in love with Jesus more without any expectation of, of right. return. And that's what love is. That's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew that there, there's nothing we would ever be able to give him that would add on to who he was. Yeah. And yet he still chose to sacrifice his life because he wanted to. Um, and I think that's that's the picture that we need to run with. That's the practical thing. And that's the hardest part about what love is, is trying to to look at people and say, all right, how can I love you in this moment? And I thought it was really good, April, how you're sharing just, you know, with the students that you have in front of you, how can, you know, they're, they're a gift from God and how can I just love them? I think sometimes we, we go out of our way to try to, to look for, for ways to love people when there's people right staring us right in the front of the face that we need to love in our everyday life. Um, it's not like we have to, to work hard at it. I think we we're, were talking a little bit about in the break. Um, Dave was kind of hitting on that. But I think every day we're faced with situations where we can love people. And that's the amazing thing. And, and yes, it will be difficult at times because we're sinful. You know, Jason, you're right. You're right. And, and what's, what's interesting about that is you know how often I've talked about we need to be people that when we look at each other, yeah. we're thinking this. We're thinking what is best for that person. Not what is best for me, but what is best for that person. Yeah. And as we think that, we change our whole agenda around. It, it's really Satan's tool in many ways to get us to be to the point where we're saying, I'm going to love somebody according to what's best for me. Yeah. And, and when we do that, we have distorted the whole idea mm-hmm. because now we're in a position actually to use people rather than love people. Yeah. yeah. And that's really a dangerous thing to be able to do. So I think what the, the bottom line really is, one of the things, and Jeff and, and Jason, you guys know I've, I've talked about this often, we have to be determined to look at somebody and say, what do I need to do to make you successful? Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Yeah. If we do that, 
that means I'm going to use my resources and my time and my energy to make somebody else successful. You know, recently we had a disaster here at camp. We lost a, a shop and lost everything. We just lost everything. You know, it, it was like we had a personal fleet farm over there, and we, we just lost it when we maintained 60 buildings and that kind of thing. The next morning, I got a text from a friend who said, I saw the fire. I have $100,000 to give to you yeah. to get going. This $100,000 gift was, was not something that would benefit this person. Not only that, when I actually talked to the person, the, the, the person's wife, I, I couldn't be here with the husband, the wife handed me the check. I'm telling you, this lady was about jumping out of her skin <laughs> with joy. Love it. Now, I'm, think, I'm looking at this going, you're handing me 100000 You are $100,000 poorer now. Yeah. And you are so excited, I can't even hold you down. Yeah. <laughs> and I walked away from there thinking, that's love. Yep. She did not ask anything from me. She did not ask for a receipt. She did not ask for anything. Yeah. In fact, she asked that their name not be used. Mm -hmm. and, and I said, you I need to thank. But I am praising God, by the way, just so you know. Yeah. And, and she just beamed, and I thought, that's love, God. Give me that. Give me that right there. That, mm -hmm. you know, there was a need. They met it. It didn't benefit them at all. And they were genuinely excited to meet it that's christianity in its rawest form yeah it is and mm -hmm. our prayer every morning as a christ follower just try this god let me have an opportunity to show someone love today like they've never experienced before what a challenging prayer i'm going to try that for the next week i hope you'll join me with that and this conversation will wrap up here on HopeNet radio Love HopeNet Radio. stay in contact all week long at hopenet360.com this is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Connect with us on the tweet back. We're hanging out there. Use the hashtag HNRTB. You can leave us a message anytime. You can always be a part of the HopeNet Radio tweet back. Even if you're listening to the podcast, you can go out on Twitter. We'll get your messages. We'll retweet them. We might even add them to the notes if you give us something really useful to use some of your thoughts on the show tonight. We'd love for you to be a part of this conversation with us. Guys, we've been chatting about love. There's a video that I've shared in our show notes tonight from this illusionist, magician guy, Penn Gillette. Some of you may know he's a uh, he's an entertainer. He's someone um, who's been in this magician, illusionist kind of personality for years. But he's also a very staunch atheist. He's a, a guy that's very much not a, someone that just says there is no God and, and doesn't even want to acknowledge it. But he has this incredible video where he talked about a Christian guy who approached him after a show. You'll want to go and watch it and just kind of hear his take on this experience that he had with a Christian as someone who is an atheist. It's one of those that I would say every Christian should watch because it showed love in action. And that's in our show notes at HopeNet360.com tonight. But guys, I'd love, after you guys watched that video, you kind of heard some of his words, some things that stood out to you. What were your thoughts and, and what he talked about, what he described about this Christian guy who handed him a Bible? My first thought was, where is this going? Here's this guy, and I, and I knew that he was an atheist, and I thought, how is this going to pertain to what we're talking about today? But then as the story went along, I found it very intriguing that the gentleman that came and approached him, it was a very simple approach. It was very loving. Clearly, the man's well-spoken, made a point to say, oh, I'm not crazy, I'm not this, you know, yeah. that, that type of thing. And, and I think that's where we get caught up a little bit as Christians is somehow we think it has to have all these bells and whistles and, 
you know, like, I don't know, some big Christian flag is going to drop behind us and, and, you know, ta-da, here's what we want you to know, you know, and, and it's just not like that. And Jesus wasn't like that. And I think Jesus is our best example of how to show love, how to tell others about God. And if we follow his example, it makes it so much simpler. And I think this guy followed Jesus's example. It was very simple. Yeah. And one of the statements that he made in the video, if you watch it, he says, you know, how much do you have to hate somebody to not proselytize, to not basically to not share what you know to be the truth with someone? And he used the illustration of if there's a truck barreling down the road, you're in the truck's path, you're in the road and you don't see it coming. You don't believe it's coming, but as someone else from, the, from an outsider's perspective, you see what's happening. Eventually, I'm going to push you out of the way. Eventually, I'm going to tackle you right. because I, I really care about your safety. I mean, that's just a, a real basic way of looking at it. He said it's even more so if we're talking about the reality of heaven and hell. If you believe that there's a heaven and there's a hell and there's a possibility that someone could end up in hell and you don't tell them about that, how much do you have to hate somebody to not share that with them? Right. And he's talking in terms of strangers, so to speak. Yeah. You know, Let's take it even a step further. What about those people you work with every day? Um, those people in your family that, that you see and, you know, when you, well, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want, you know, I don't, but, but the reality is, is that if this is what you believe and you know that they need to hear about God, you got to step up and you yeah. got to do it. And I, I know I, I spoke at a conference one time and, and it, and it wasn't a Christian con- conference and they wanted me to speak a little bit about being a mom and, and combining two families and blended families and this type of thing. And, but they said, we prefer that you don't get real preachy and don't, you know, don't talk a lot about God. And I said, well, with all due respect, I can't talk about me mm. without talking about God. <laughs> that, that is, that is my story. Yeah. I can't talk about anything that has happened in blending our two families and having the success that we've had with that and having a blessed life that we have with, with these two families without talking about God. Mm. So if you, if you want me to talk about me, then I'm going to have to talk about him. Yeah. It's just that simple. And that was okay. I didn't do that gig and I did a different gig, you know, and that's okay. But you have to be willing, I guess, to, to put it out there as a Christian. We're told to love, it's a, it's, it's an, a verb. We've understood that, that it's not about us, but it's about somebody else, and we're getting in the habit of looking at people. And the difference that, that Christians should make in the world is when we look at people, we think of them, not us. Yeah. And that should be the big difference. Yeah, and I think that's so key is to be able to look at people and say, right, how can, and just like you said earlier, how can I help them be successful? And, and even April, just what you got done talking about, you know, how can I share Jesus with the people around me? Um, and look for those opportunities, you know, don't, you know, force it, you know, and, and offend somebody, but look for the opportunities that God provides, because I believe that he does provide opportunities for us to share our faith in, in everyday life. And, and look for those opportunities to, to share Jesus. Because like you said, if we truly love somebody, then the biggest need that they have is Jesus. And so we want them to know Jesus and fall more in love with Jesus. And so the more that we can do that and and help them be successful, that is what love is all about. That's what Jesus did, and that's our example. You know, a few years ago, I, without telling my whole story, which would take way too long, I was raised by my grandparents, and my, my mom gave me up at birth. And um, probably about, I guess, maybe five or six years ago, I prayed, Lord, let me see others through your eyes and not through mine. And... Um, and it was amazing, you know, that whole thing, careful what you pray for sometimes, right? Um, 
the first person that God allowed me to see through his eyes instead of mine was my mother who abandoned me. And I thought, there is no way (laughs) that I can love her. There is absolutely no way. She ditched me. And, but you know, God is so faithful and he's so remarkable and, and walked me through this process of allowing me to see what my mother was going through at that time in her life, a very young, you know, young mom allowed me to see again through a very different set of eyes. And after that process, I, I actually went, she lives down south. I went down south and, and spent some days with her and um, was able to forgive her, was able to see her in a very, in a very different light and was able to finally have a real love for her. I don't have, it's not the same relationship that I certainly that I had with my grandmother or that type of thing, but I have a genuine love for her and to be able to, to feel that for her, it's remarkable to me. And I know that there's a lot of listeners and a lot of people that they struggle with, how can I get past something um, in order to love people unconditionally like Jesus did? And I get that. I lived that. And I know that those are the things that when you bring those things to God and you say, Lord, I need you to walk me through this because I want to get to that place of loving people like that. Mm -hmm. He will walk you through that process. He will get you to that place. It isn't always easy, (laughs) but he will get you to that place. And you can truly begin to see people through his set of eyes. And and it is amazing. And it's a beautiful transformation that happens within yourself. It, It really does minister to you. And you can take that and walk that out in every aspect of your life after that. So it's just, it's a great testimony of how God can teach us how to love. Absolutely. And I think it it starts with just a simple willingness. God, show me how to love people. Just like you said, it it is a process. It is a journey. You Mm -hmm. don't just wake up one day and decide and show people naturally that you love them, that you care about them. A lot of times we have to work through our past hurts and work on that forgiveness process. And we would love to help you with that. If you need some help in your own life and you're just, man, I got so many hangups. I have so many things. I don't know how to love people. I don't know if anyone really loves me. Go and chat with a live coach tonight at hopenet360.com. Also tonight, if you're listening and you would love to share this show with your friends, you know, someone that could use this conversation in their own life, go and share it. You can subscribe to the podcast at hopenet360.com slash podcast. We would love for you to just share this show with your friends, people that you know that just needed to know that not only are they loved, but that they can love again, especially after they've been hurt, especially after things have been difficult. You don't feel like loving people. And as well, check out the show notes at hopenet360.com. Lots of things there. Our video, we've got some other links, some other helpful tips, and just some things we talked about on the show this week. We'd love for you to be a part of that. Hopenet360.com is where you can find all of this stuff there. And uh, we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation with us on Twitter. For all of us here on Hopenet Radio, April, thanks for joining us on the show. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye-bye. Later. Bye-bye.